we can't judge spirit. You know, we can't judge how spirit is going to show up in anyone's life. And I, I personally think it's uniquely different for each and every person on the planet. Like no matter what religion you practice, spirituality is personal. Welcome to My Spiritual Friends from Worthy Well, the podcast that's here to affirm and inspire you on your spiritual journey. I'm your host, Shelby Renee Giles. Grab some tea and settle in as I dive deep into the stories behind the spiritual awakenings and numinous experiences of people from all walks of life and how those experiences changed how they see and care for themselves and the world around them. We're here to normalize your spiritual experiences in the physical realm, one story at a time. Come out of your spiritual closet with us. Hello, and thank you for joining me for another episode of My Spiritual Friends. Thank you for being here, and thank you for continuing on in this journey. So this next episode is with someone who is a true inspiration in so many ways. I am talking about Koya Webb. Koya is a sought-after holistic health and wellness coach and motivational speaker who is revolutionizing the holistic living landscape worldwide in areas of spirituality, wellness, and entrepreneurship. Known as a transformational specialist, she encourages sustainable lifestyle changes that maximize your ability to cultivate self-love, reverse life-threatening conditions, and experience optimal health. Her Get Loved Up yoga school and community of teachers inspire millions worldwide to practice more self-care, social justice, and eco-friendly living. She is a highly regarded expert and editorial contributor with media outlets nationwide. Koya has appeared on NBC, CBS, The Steve Harvey Show, E! Entertainment, and Home and Family, and has worked with a roster of celebrity clients. Her mission is to inspire optimal health and well-being worldwide. This is truly a gem and just a gift of a conversation, y'all, and I am really looking forward to you getting to be just as inspired by it as I was. So let's dive in. Hi, Koya. Thanks so much for joining. I'm so excited for this conversation. Me too. It's so lovely to see your face again and so excited about diving in. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I'm so grateful just for your time and for your beautiful story, which I know has just been so expanding for so many people, including myself, and just the way that you so generously like share and are so open about how your life has progressed over these years as you've built such a beautiful expression of well-being and just what that all means, you know? And so I'm really excited to really dig into your spiritual journey and just how it has shaped your work, how you approach caring for yourself, how you approach 
caring for others. And um, as you may know, I always like to start the conversation with how we met. And so you and I met at Milana Snow's Integrative Energy Healing Training back in June of 2021, which was so incredible. And one thing that really stuck with me just from your presence there was you said at one point, um, my bliss is a blessing. And that just stuck with me all this time. Mm -hmm. And it, it just, you know, really resonated with me and just especially, I know we'll talk a little bit about this um, in a bit, but especially, you know, as someone who's very empathic and is used to feeling into others' needs, you know, just being intentional about prioritizing your bliss. And so just wanted to say thank you for that just wisdom and message. And yeah, I just, that always just stuck with me. So. Ashe, thank you for receiving. Of course. Really means a lot to me for, you know, my bliss and realizing that when I take care of myself, when I'm in bliss, like I am a blessing to others, not when I'm mm -hmm. run down and tired and have given all I can possibly give. So mm -hmm. it's been an incredible mantra in my life to be a blessing through my own bliss. Yes. Yes. Wow. I love it. And I know so many others have benefited from that expression, you know, as well. Mm -hmm. So yes, thanks again. And yeah, let's get into the conversation. You know, I always like to start, um, of course, from the very beginning, as our listeners know, and I'm really eager to just kind of dig into how everything started for you at the spiritual level and just what spirituality looked like and, and meant to you from a young age. How, how did it express in your life when you were younger? And that can mean as a child, that can mean in your 20s, just whatever time frame really stands out for you. When I was born, <laughs> I believe we're spiritual beings having a human experience. So mm -hmm. I was in spiritual being before I arrived. And when I arrived, I was transported into a human body. So mm. I try to remember that every time I get a little bit too caught up or connected with my human experience. I remember that, oh, no. Uh, innately, I am a spiritual being. And this human experience is just that. It's an experience for mm -hmm. me to learn, to grow, to express, and, and also remember. Like, I mean, at the mm -hmm. end of the day, we're all connected. And how, how good can it get? You know, how, how can mm -hmm. we look at this experience as an uh, opportunity to experience bliss um, through all of the intricacies of the dark and the light, the happy and the sad? Um, the good and yeah. the bad and all those things. So for me, I think when I really connected, well, I was raised in a Baptist church, you know, Tennessee, so Southern Baptist mm -hmm. Church. And so I would feel a spiritual connection, usually with music. It was something mm -hmm. about the church choir that just really stirred my soul and just made me feel these chills in my body and these tingles and it just made me feel good. Mm -hmm. I remember asking my parents, like, what am I supposed to get baptized? They're like, you'll know when you feel it. So I remember the preacher was preaching, not just with the music, because it would happen with the music, but when the preacher was preaching 
he said something and I felt these chills. I was like, ah, oh, that's, that's the Holy Spirit. Because, you know, mm-hmm. I knew about the, Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And from my understanding, the Holy Spirit was with us at all times. And so when I felt the tingles, I was like, ah, oh, that must be the Holy Spirit. All right. Mm-hmm. In me now. I didn't got it. <laughs> you know, and it wasn't running around the church or anything or falling out, but I felt, mm-hmm. I felt like different. And I was like, Ooh, that's the Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm going to be walking with the Holy Spirit. I love that. And so after that, I got baptized and I was just trying to be the perfect person. But as we know, I'm a human. <laughs> I always felt like I couldn't live up to being perfect. I couldn't always mm-hmm. follow the Ten Commandments. And, you know, we had them on our, our, our wall. So growing up, my parents definitely instilled um, spirituality in me through religion and through the Christian mm-hmm. religion specifically. And in that religion, I learned, you know, ten, you know, 10 commandments. I read the entire Bible. I could recite mm-hmm. Matthew, Mark, learn song, you know, mm-hmm. and I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I, it was really nice growing up in this religion because I feel like it gave me a base of being yeah. good to people. That shall not steal, that shall not kill. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and there were other parts that really, I realized that we're fear-based and I was scared of going to hell. And when I did something bad, mm-hmm. I, I really beat myself up and shamed myself and felt like I fell out of the grace of God. And so mm-hmm. the not so good of my beginning spiritual experience um, as yeah. a Southern Christian. <laughs> yes, I can so relate to that so much. And um, I smile so big when you started talking about, you know, your feeling of when it was time to be baptized. Like I had such a similar experience. I also growing up Southern Baptist. And I remember when um, it came time for me to be baptized, um, there was a little bit of laughter in the audience when, after the pastor asked me if I accept, you know, Jesus and um, as my savior. And I, I'm generally soft-spoken as you can tell. And, but you know, during that response, I just said really loud, like I just gave like a loud resounding yes. And there, it, you know, it invited a little bit of laughter in the audience. I think I was like seven, you know, and so. <laughs> you got the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Just feeling it, you know. Um, but yeah, I love what you said about just having that foundation, you know, it, it is a beautiful foundation. And I think um, a lot of us, are gifted with this grounding sense of what it means to be in this world, you know, all the teachings, you know, from the Bible, all the teachings from just being in community, you know, with people in, in the church and, and yeah. And then the other parts, which, you know, there's always the, the light and dark to everything. And I had a similar feeling too, of just, you know, the fear based pieces of it and, and really evolving through that. And I'm curious to know from you, what are some ways you kind of started to expand, you know, your concept of spirituality beyond religion, you know, beyond some of the things that you taught, like keeping the beautiful grounded foundation building pieces, but then adding on the things that you were learning and the things that you were expanding your consciousness in. Like, can you kind of take us through how that happened for you? Even like, 
you know, the time frame and, and just how it impacted your journey? Absolutely. I, um, I love that question. And for me, I think when I developed a closer relationship with my spirituality and the Holy Spirit in general was when I found yoga. Mm. I got in a track degree. I, you know, trained really hard and I, I had this goal and all of a sudden it was, it was gone. It was, I, I felt like it was taken mm-hmm. away, but of course it wasn't taken away. It's just injuries happen. So mm-hmm. I got injured and the counselor told me to try yoga and I wasn't sure about yoga because the things I'd heard in my Christian faith is it's like, be careful of enlightenment. And, you know, I was scared Buddha was worshiping idol gods. And I thought I was going to have to pray to this statue. And I was like, oh man, I don't know about this. And Mm -hmm. I was really nervous in the beginning, but the teacher was just like, it's just stretching and, you know, it'll be fine. It's not, it's not like there are more religious and there are people who do pray to statues and, and do like that. But in this class, it was a class in the school. So it was, it was really mm-hmm. focused on breathing and postures. Mm-hmm. And so when I went in the class and I went in the class and, you know, I was the only brown girl, you know, mm-hmm. I, no one else was like me. I was not flexible. I was a tight athlete. I was like, mm-hmm. this is, I'm in the wrong place. I'm in the wrong place. I don't belong here. I'm uncomfortable. I'm in pain. And mm-hmm. I just felt I just felt like I didn't want to be here in the world. I was like, you know, I I did all this work and I felt like I did most things right. I'm not perfect, but I feel like I'm pretty good to people. And I've tried Mm -hmm. to follow as close as I can to these commandments. And so I I was really, Mm -hmm. I'm like, why Um, at this time when I was at the peak of my career and and slated to win the conference, like, why would this happen? And so I was really sad, you know, and, um, but I went through the class anyway, trying the best with the poses. And uh, I remember the teacher came to me and I just posted this on my Instagram. Actually, mm. I did a, a whole biopic about the experience. And uh, mm. she just told me to breathe. Like, don't worry about the poses. Just focus on the breath. And I took that deep inhale and exhale. And mm-hmm. I felt the chills. I felt the Holy Spirit in that mm. moment. At that time, I think randomly, like maybe once or twice a month, I would get that full body chill or something like that, but it wasn't on a regular basis. Um, I don't think at that time I was going to show on a regular basis. Like nothing was consistent. Everything was focused on track and field. But of course, I always, you know, pray with my meals and had a a practice of of prayer, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't in daily connection with with spirit. And so when I took that breath and felt that chills, I was like, okay, that's the Holy Spirit. I know that. And I mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. every day I kept with the breath and I kept feeling deeper and deeper release. And I would cry and I would I'd be in pain in these poses and I just and I just breathe and I'd invite spirit in. And I was just like, you know, Holy Spirit, help me, like guide me. And that's when I developed a daily spiritual connection that I have not released to this day. And it is divinely Mm -hmm. guided higher life. Oh my gosh. That is so beautiful. That is so Mm -hmm. beautiful. And just the practice of perhaps even before it was a practice, just the intuition of knowing 
what that feeling was, you know, like having that, that point of reference and being open to receive it outside of the context that you were used to, you know, receiving it in too, which is so beautiful. And I think maybe that was also knowing that spirit is infinite, like that feeling is infinite, you know? So that's just so beautiful to hear. Wow. Absolutely. I think definitely being someone who has traveled internationally in different countries and experiencing mm-hmm. different religion gives me a respect for all religions, to be honest. And yeah. it, it allows me to feel the Holy Spirit. Like, you know, I can go in some places where I feel more of that energetic connection and then some places not. And so mm-hmm. it makes me respect the fact that people's connection to God, to, to spirit can be so different, but just because it's not like mine does not mean it's not valid. So we can't judge spirit. You know, we can't mm-hmm. judge how spirit is going to show up in anyone's life. And I, I personally think it's uniquely different for each and every person on the planet. Like no matter what religion mm-hmm. you practice, spirituality is personal yes. and we can help and we can inspire each other which means in spirit, we can help people align with our own spiritual path. But what Mm -hmm. I teach, you know, with my students and the people that I coach is that your spiritual alignment is unique to you. And once you learn to connect with your divine guidance, that's what you need. And people can remind you and songs can remind Mm -hmm. you and religion can remind you. But it's always going to be there and it's never going anywhere. We just have a lot of distractions to the voice mm-hmm. or distractions to the connection. But the connection is who we are. We are spiritual beings. So that never, ever, ever leaves. Yeah. That is a word. That is such <laughs> a word. And just, you know, bringing people to that just intimate connection. Um, yes. More of that. <laughs> More of that. Yeah. And I know that's a huge part of your work too. Um, can you kind of talk a little bit about the transition from you initially like experiencing yoga, you know, for the first time and embracing it as part of your practice and then creating these beautiful expansive ways for other people to connect with themselves through yoga and so many other modalities and just um, ways of using your personal gifts. Can you talk a little bit about just how that initial like, oh, this is another way for me to experience spirit and to really, you know, bringing that passion into all these different ways you're supporting others through Get Loved Up and in so many other ways. Absolutely. I feel that I'm just so grateful. The the first thing that comes up is just is just gratitude, mm-hmm. you know, and just gratitude to be in that energy of divine alignment. And mm-hmm. that for me starts with the breath. And we all have the breath and it's it's free. And in all fairness, you know, even when people think they're born into hard situation or experiencing hard situations, if we return to the breath, that's what really guides us back to our spiritual connection. Mm-hmm. It can give us energy to get through things. It can also 
calm our nervous system to help us relax and de-stress. And so the biggest tool that I learned in that class, that first class was just connection to the breath. And that is my connection to spirit, which I hadn't made that Mm -hmm. connection before and how I could call spirit in or align with spirit because spirit is always there in a powerful way. Mm -hmm. How can I decrease the volume on my distractions, right? And I found that through meditation. And so being able to breathe, connect with spirit, and then be still and really allow these, what I call divine downloads to come in Mm -hmm. because they're always there. They're always speaking and talking and guiding. But when there are too many distractions, there's too many, oh, I have my career or this person or this child. Like there's so many things within the human experience that can distract us from our purpose and distract us from love. You know, we get, we get into fear state and we get into judgment and we get into um, comparing and guilting and shame. And that's all, all of those things are a distraction. And so learning the tools of breath to bring me in alignment with spirit and then learning the tool of meditation so that I could sit quietly and release all the distractions, like kill all the noise, like mm-hmm. allow that to move. That is a beautiful blessing. And then yoga, the yoga practice specifically, when I found yoga, you know, the same time I found the breath. I realized, you know, I needed healing. So I realized like doing these postures, of course, it's not about just a pretty Instagram picture. It's about Mm -hmm. moving energetic blocks from the body, from the body, from the organ, from the intestines. And some people say, oh, once you reach reach a certain state, you don't need to pose it anymore. I'm like, as long as you're in the world, (laughs) getting all of this um, input, there's always going to be a need to detox. Detox nutritionally, detox when it comes to negative news and inputs that we receive all the time. It's always an opportunity to detox and make sure that we are in alignment with our truth. And so I feel that practicing the yoga helps remove energetic blocks. It helps increase blood flow and it helps strengthen the body also for safety as we move throughout the world. So there's just so many mental, spiritual and physical benefits of yoga. And as a personal trainer, as a life coach, as someone who is a holistic life coach, I'm like, yoga helps everything. So why wouldn't I include this in my practice every day? So I still continue to practice yoga, even though I practice other methods of like tapping and EMDR and therapy and things like that. But the one reason why yoga is still in my daily practice is because it is mentally, spiritually, and physically blessing my entire body every single day. And then I do meditation at the end. That's divinely aligning me with spirit and helping guide my path. So I highly recommend a daily practice of breath work, meditation, and yoga for every single person. It doesn't matter. You know, even if you can't move, you can breathe. You know, you can practice stillness without the TV on, without the phone on. And then as soon as you can move, you know, if someone has been injured, the first thing they do, they're breathing. 
They're trying to get them oxygen. And then what do they do? They say, okay, move a finger, move a toe. They're moving. And so everything, even as a child, you're born, you're breathing, we're getting you nourishment, and then you're moving. And so if we remember the cycle of life, we remember how to heal. We remember how to build. And we remember how to get from point A to point B is just consistently breathing and moving and connecting. Yes. Yeah, all of that really resonated with me because it took me a little while to really connect with yoga. And I want to say it wasn't until I think the pandemic that I started making it a regular part of my practice. And I think it was because prior to me like really leaning into my spiritual journey, like in a much deeper way than I ever had, which happened, you know, during the pandemic, unsurprisingly. I kind of, I was always the Pilates person. I was like, oh, let me, you know, isolate the core. (laughs) And I just wasn't making the, um, I hadn't yet made the spiritual connection to yoga. And it wasn't until I made that spiritual connection that I started making it a regular part of my practice. And I actually felt the spiritual connection, like deeply felt the spiritual connection. And I think it's because I was just Mm -hmm. so much more open to just all the different ways spirituality expressed in my life. And so now I do a morning practice of yoga in the mornings that I am so grateful for. And it really has changed like how I start my day. Like I feel so Mm -hmm. much more grounded and embodied and just tuned in, you know, especially during times when the energy is just a little more scattered, especially, you know, with the transits and things. So it's been a really beautiful addition to my practice. um, I want to say over the past couple of years. So yeah, I really resonated with that and just have a, a whole like newfound appreciation for just the, just how deeply nourishing that is. And yeah, and thank you for being like this, this bright light shining, just how special that practice is for so many people, like through your platform and teaching in this very holistic, like intentional way for others to really deepen into sharing the gifts that you've given um, with others. And so I know I'm always really um, taken aback by just the exponential impact of one person. And and you're one of those people, you know, who I know has had that, you know, just exponential impact. So it's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. I feel like I'm just a vessel. I think the spirit works us and whenever I can ignite someone else's light, you know, it's just like we pass the torch. Thank you for sharing that. I'm glad that my light, me choosing to shine my light, lights yours, and then you yeah. use your light to shine others. And so, yeah, it's been it's an yes. incredible. Yes, it is. And one thing you mentioned was um, being an empath, and I know that's something that you and I both have in common. And I know I. I sometimes hear statistics about how many people identify, you know, as empaths. Um, and I always wonder, like, how did they measure this? <laughs> but I often, <laughs> yeah, I often hear like 20% of the population and I'm just like, huh, I wonder how they come up with that number. But 
I've never heard of linguistics. Really? Yeah. No one's ever asked me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like in census, have a but check the box if you're an empath. I know, right? On the census, maybe they should add it. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're just guessing. They're just like, you know, based on this and this, we're going to deduce this. Yeah. Like, who knows? But, um, but yeah, you know, being an empath and also being um, an added layer to that, being an HSP, which stands for um, highly sensitive person. And I'm really interested to talk about that because you posted something on Instagram about this not long ago. And it just really resonated with me. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like I so relate to this. And it's been such a huge part of my journey in my life. And I even like found a therapist like years ago, I want to say like five years ago, who identified as both as well. And it was just so transformative. Like she just got me mm-hmm. right away. And I I think of her as my guardian angel because she just <laughs> literally just changed my life. But um she would say that I changed my life. That's the kind of you know Ashe. but yeah. Yeah. Ashe. That's the thing, like a good guide will let you know that everything you do is your choice and you're changing yes. or pausing or whatever it is. And that's empowering because the more that we think Mm -hmm. that things are happening outside of us, like, yes, we're coexisting in a world where things are always happening, but we are in charge of our experience and how we receive it and our perspective of it and what we decide to do because of it. And I think that's very empowering. So it sounds like you got a very empowering therapist, which I think is important, especially with these times, mm-hmm. there's a lot going on and we have to navigate it emotionally more than anything, because I feel like we have grown so much over the years and what we're able to do, and what we're able to tap into. But what hasn't been focused on as much is like emotional maturity in relationships, emotional maturity in jobs and like what that looks like. Yes. And so I think we're starting to realize that spirituality and emotional health is really important and that is negatively not having mm-hmm. ways to cope is, is negatively affecting our mental health. So mm-hmm. congratulations on getting a therapist and allowing that therapist to guide mm-hmm. you back to you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. And, you know, I want to make sure our listeners have some good context for what is an empath? What is an HSP, which is short for um, highly sensitive person. And so I'm just going to read two quick definitions and let me know if they resonate with you, you know, because there are lots of different ways to talk about it, but an empath is a person highly attuned to the feelings and emotions of those around them. Empaths feel what another person is feeling at a deep emotional level. So that's the empath definition. And then according to Elaine Aaron, who is one of the probably most popular researchers on highly sensitive person, a highly sensitive person is someone who is thought to have an increased or deeper central nervous system sensitivity to physical, emotional, or social stimuli. And so let me know how those resonate with you. 
but I thought those were pretty good definitions. Absolutely. I think those are great definitions. And I would say as an empath, being able to pick up on things and feelings and feel others' emotions and that type of thing is one thing. It, it really affects your intuition and your your ability mm-hmm. to blend in a beautiful way. Um, what's hard about it is processing all of the downloads that you're getting on a regular basis, not only for yourself, but for other people and knowing what mm-hmm. to do with that information that, you know, especially as a young child, it's like, what is what's happening? And you don't really understand it unless you really dive into, okay, why am I receiving all this information and what am I supposed to do with all this information? And so it can be yeah. really hard. And as a HSI, you know, affecting your nervous system, that means like when it's cold, you're really cold. When it's hot, you're really hot. When you're sad, you're really sad. When you're happy, you through the roof. You know, you just very, you experience um, heightened uh, emotions and heightened sensitivity to things. I'm also audio sensitive because there are different ways mm. to be an empath. There are different ways of being an HSI. Like, you know, you can be a person uh, empath that is sensitive to sound. Some people are sensitive to people's auras and energy. They're just like, ah, mm-hmm. I like to be by myself. Mm-hmm. They're definitely different intensities. So all empaths and HSIs or HSPs are not the same. Um, we're all uniquely different. And what I think is beautiful about being a highly sensitive person is that you feel on a deep level. And based on what you feel, you have an opportunity to move in the world different. Whereas if you're not as sensitive, you might not see it coming. Whereas HSP is like, no, I felt it in the wind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I could yes. smell it. I could hear it, you know? And so yeah. it can be sensory overload sometimes, but it's also a, a blessing if you're willing to listen. And at a time I didn't always feel like it was a blessing. I felt like, Oh, just take this away from me. I feel like it's a curse. Like, I don't want to feel here. Mm. I just want to be like a regular person, like whatever that is. We all have gifts. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. having the gift of sensitivity is a beautiful thing. Now with the work that I do as a life coach, I'm able to feel the energy of people that I'm talking to, feel the energy of my clients. I can feel when they say things, what's resonating with them high, what's a lower vibration. And so it feels good. And I'm using it as part of my work in order to help people and also being sensitive to energy and being able to remove blocks um, to do the energy work uh, within the body. Mm-hmm. to give people affirmations that are really going to resonate and move them forward in different, a different one for each person. So I'm definitely using the gift now in a very mindful way. And it's part of my, my service to the world, but it wasn't always that way. I was definitely very conflicted. And even in relationships, that's probably my biggest struggle now because I get so much information about the other person and Same. it's hard to tell, okay, what's mine and what's theirs? And I'm like, wait, do they think that? Or, or am I just scared of that? And, and that's the most difficult part for me that I'm still working through, to be honest, is just like being empathic in relationships. And mm-hmm. what do I say? What do I not say? Like, it, it's very, it's a very complex and very nuanced gift to have in relationship. And when you're with another empath, that could be cool, <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. having to explain it and, and figure it out and all those things um, can be very nuanced. But, mm-hmm. You know, we're all we're all growing yes. and I'm, I'm always still growing and learning and mm-hmm. talking to the coaches and therapists about how I can 
be more mindful of my gifts and how I can use my gifts for good and not only for myself, but for the world at large. Yes. Yeah. It's such a beautiful place to be, you Mm -hmm. know, especially evolving from this place of like, I know this is a gift, but it's not feeling like a gift (laughs) right now, you know, as you're learning to really like (laughs) really harness the gift, you know, and yeah, just being able to use it in the way that you're using it. It's just so deeply beautiful Mm -hmm. and, and so like, spirit centered, you know, and I can really relate to those moments. I remember um, when I was a teenager, I used to just be in spaces where I would just, yeah, get these downloads and then decide like, am I supposed supposed to tell somebody this? (laughs) You know, they're not going to know how I know this and they're not going to understand. Do they know this about themselves? You know? And so yeah, just lots and lots of questions and can 100% relate in how being very empathic shows up in relationships. And especially in times where you're wanting to have very authentic and, you know, transparent relationship dynamics and conversations, but you kind of already know certain things, you know, and so that can take some patience and also some stepping back too, and, and allowing people to have their own process, even as you see it unfolding, you know, as this empathic person, I remember, um, it reminds me of when I first started dating this guy and, um, we were hanging out and I started tearing up out of the blue. And I was like, I'm not upset about anything. Literally, I'm having this internal dialogue, you know, like before he even noticed that I was tearing up, I'm just like, Mm. I'm not upset about anything. I'm not sad about anything right now. Why am I crying? And so I asked him if he was sad about anything. And he said, yeah, actually I am. Mm. I recently lost someone very close to me like this week was like a a mom to me and I was like oh okay and so then we talked about it and I told him yeah I like started crying and I wasn't sure why because I wasn't I personally you know personally didn't have a reason to to be crying in that way and so that's more of an extreme case but that's beautiful yeah you know just of witnessing my own gift and figuring out how to relate to it, Mm -hmm. you know? And yeah, it's been a really interesting journey. And I think the biggest lesson for me has been knowing when to lean into feeling into where someone else is and knowing when to stay in my own energy. And I think that has been a continued process of also learning how to not put emotional blocks up either, you know, because when you're an empath, it can be very tempting to completely just like box yourself in and Mm -hmm. just not allow anything to come through, you know? And I used to be on that like self-protective plane as well, rather than just being discerning about what was coming through. And so yeah, it is a very nuanced journey. I completely agree. And 
And I feel like my um, HSP is mostly feeling as well. And I have a lot of cancer in my <laughs> in my birth chart. <laughs> so <laughs> it comes through in so many ways, but feeling is even, you know, also, of course, in my human design, like feeling is my strongest sense. And so mm-hmm. I think that is like the emotional aspect of relating to myself and relating to others has been one of the biggest ways that has come through. And so it's really beautiful to hear how you continue to move through and work with these gifts in such an intentional way um, and continue to just learn how they can just be harnessed in, in really beautiful ways and in our own lives and for the benefit of others and the collective. So it's really beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And so we kind of already talked about this a little bit, but I want to kind of get into some of our kind of staple questions around um, how you care for yourself, what you're learning most right now, Mm -hmm. and what you would tell your younger self. And I'd love to start with what you feel like you're learning most right now in your life and your spiritual journey. Like what's Mm -hmm. been the biggest opportunity for you? I think the biggest thing that I'm learning right now is discernment. Mm. And once you realize, okay, this is my path, this is my purpose, and you're in divine alignment, you're on purpose, you're clear, then you need discernment because you realize that, okay, I'm seeing the distractions, but am I allowing them to remain in my life? So discernment and healthy boundaries. So I'm learning that if you want to stay in alignment and not get swayed by the distractions, number one, you have to discern who are the people in your life. You know what they say, you're the product of the main five people in your life. And it is just so true. Mm. And so I have to use discernment to really filter out, is this somebody that I want to be hanging around on a regular basis? Is this someone I want to be talking to on a regular basis? Is this someone I want to give my time to on a regular basis? So discernment number one, and then healthy boundaries in that, like, okay, I decide like how much, and then saying, okay, I can't see you every day, but I can see you once a week. I can't do this once a week, but I can do it once a month. I can't speak at this event for this amount, but I can do it for that amount. So really having healthy boundaries, no matter if I get shot down. I mean, I know during the last two years in a pandemic, people are like, oh, I want to amplify you and I want to do this and do this and do this and do that. And um, we don't have a budget, but I'm going to put you, I'm like, but that's exhausting. Mm-hmm. That's exhausting, you know, and it's not helping me. Mm-hmm. It's actually exhausting me. And so mm-hmm. I had to also release being understood. No one can mm-hmm. understand my capacity, but me. And I have to make healthy boundaries for me, not for anyone else. Okay, well, we're going to create this healthy boundary. No, I am the only one that can create my healthy boundaries. And each person listening, you are the only one that knows your limits. So um, discernment, healthy boundaries, and also just being willing to say no. Being willing, like as a people Mm. pleaser, I'm always, I'm like the yes girl. It's the year of yes. And I, you know, I love Mm. saying yes, but I also had to realize the beauty in saying no and preserving my peace and realizing that, you know, when I set those healthy boundaries and they are crossed, I have to say no. When I say mm-hmm. yes and things change or I feel an energy that I didn't feel before, 
changing my mind, being willing to change my mind. That's also a huge one because I would be like, oh, I've committed to it now. So I have to do it, even though it feels terrible, even though it it misaligned later on because I committed, I got to do it. Absolutely not. I had to realize, no, as soon as something is out of integrity with my truth, I got to let it go. And then I just got to figure it out. I mean, it's hard. There's so many things that has happened in my life. I'm like, oh man, like I, I did that, but like now I realize like that's off. And and it's like, usually I would just remain stuck. Like, okay, I'm stuck. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I don't want to, you know, I'm a loyal person as a Leo, so I've got to stick with it. And it's like, no. You can you can say no. You can you can say I changed my mind. You can say this is actually I I had a, a change of heart or a change of thought, and actually this doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel aligned, and so I've been able to do that. So recently, just really standing in my power, practicing discernment, practicing healthy boundaries, practicing saying no, and really knowing when things are aligned and when they aren't, has really helped me move in a space of of empowerment. Yeah, that's so inspiring and so empowering to hear because it's, it's something that a lot of us struggle with, you know, and taking responsibility for your agency and your sovereignty mm-hmm. and also, you know, not putting on someone else a decision that you are choosing to stick with, choosing to tough out, remembering that you have the power to make those decisions and to make those changes. That's such a beautiful reminder, you know, that I feel like we all need. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like we've kind of already heard a lot about your practice, but is there anything else that you just make sure to do for yourself on a regular basis to just sustain yourself in your continued spiritual journey? Like what are, are there any other things aside from yoga, meditation? I know you mentioned um, using EMDR and tapping and other modalities, but are there any other like staples in your practice that you want to mention? A hundred percent sleep, (laughs) you know, (laughs) four hours of sleep and think, you know, oh, I can be a happy-go-lucky person. I only need four hours of sleep. I'm good. I'm a generator. I'm good. I got energy. Oh, yes. Generators. No, look, you need to sleep so your body can recover (laughs) so that you can wake up and align. And so I get six hours, eight hours of sleep, at least six. Sometimes when I get less, I try to take a nap or something like that. But sleep is really important. Also journaling. I am big on journaling and transformational letter writing. Um, It really helps uh, remove, again, energetic blocks and negativity and really switch the narrative of what's happening in your life and switch the perspective of what's happening in your life. And so I do that on a regular basis. And then just making time for holistic health, which is the main thing that I teach, like making time in the morning. That's my spiritual time. I got two to four hours. So it's just like me and God and my practices. Sometimes I invite friends along, but it's meditation, yoga. I may go to the gym. I have my water, my my green juice, my smoothie. And I just have these rituals that really help me get to a place where I can pour, that really fill my cup up every morning. And, and mm. putting my schedule together in a way 
that helps me win. And so I don't start work until 11 and then I go from 11 to five. And then after five, Mm -hmm. that's my community time. When I was, you know, sometimes when you start as an entrepreneur, you ain't got no friends because you don't have no time for no friends. You just like work, 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 work. And I realized that I can't do that. Like, no, I have to make time for my friends. I have to make time for my family. I have to make time to sit and just like be with nature. And so really Mm -hmm. giving myself time blocks and and putting myself together a holistic schedule that really helped me um and I see it like it's one of the most useful tools that I I provide in my coaching it's like let's do your schedule I love that because people know what to do but actually to fit it in and then when you have a lot of demands in your life with your partner your pet your children work, then that's when it's like, oh, but I feel like I don't have time. Well, you won't have time unless you make time. So I have to schedule things out. And so having a schedule has definitely blessed my life and having that spiritual time in the morning and then work hours and then um, kind of community or, you know, in some evenings it's just like, oh, I need to, I want to write this evening when I want to view it myself. But mm. having those section time and, and working now, I change my work hours from Monday to Friday to Tuesday to Thursday. So I have long weekends where I can like mm. um, go on retreats, but I only got there working smarter, not harder. I thought I got to work every day and yes. on Sunday, you know? And then I was like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. How can I nurture my whole entire self so that I'm not just making money, but then my health is failing or I'm not just all focused on health mm-hmm. and then I don't got no money. <laughs> it's like putting it all mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. realizing mm-hmm. all of me can thrive. All of me, yes. mentally, spiritually, yeah. emotionally, financially, all of me can thrive. And when I really mm-hmm. put all of those pieces together, that's where I feel like, okay, now I'm at peace. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so inspiring. And, and I feel like, you know, some people might automatically, you know, have an idea in their minds of, oh, well, if I do that, then so-and-so's not going to like it or so-and-so's not going to let me blah, 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 you know? And I think it's really also a call for us all to challenge the assumptions that we make about, any like external factors that might impact how we spend our time. Because I know that I've been in situations where I've been a little afraid to set a boundary around my time in a way based on just old programming. Mm -hmm. And then I force myself to do it and they're just like, okay, yeah. And I mean, you like, can't be worried okay. about what other people think, you know, because other people yes, have their yeah. own life to think for and to do for. And if you're constantly mm-hmm. asking other people their opinion or worried about what people, other people's mm-hmm. opinion is, then it negatively affects you living in alignment with your purpose. And so that's mm-hmm. the hard part of like, and mm-hmm. I was like that for a minute. Well, you know, so-and-so is going to say this or be like this. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. I still am worried sometimes like, oh, well, how is this going to impact my community? What are they going to feel? What are they going to say? What are they going to think when I just switch everything up? It's like, well, you just have to do it. And whoever is aligned mm-hmm. with you, they'll be there. Whoever's not, they'll be wherever they'll be, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. And really mm-hmm. having peace and practicing non-attachment which I learned on yes. yoga is really important. That's the way to um, really release the worry around what other people think, you know, because it's people pleasers mm-hmm. crushing when we don't please yes. people. But we have yeah. to realize when you remove 
that people pleasing, you actually live in purpose, right? And if you keep it, you mm. are trying to live someone else's purpose and align with what they're, and it does not work because we are not all the same. Yeah. We're not meant to think the same or move the same or be the same. We're all meant to uniquely show up in our fullest expression. And when we do, we inspire other people to show up in their fullest expression. We might be similar. We all have similarities and differences yeah. and things like that, but we're meant to inspire each other. And so I always remind people that we're like, oh, but so-and-so is doing this. And so what, what are you doing? You know, what, mm-hmm. are you doing? what do you want to do? Because at the end of the day, that's what's going to give you the greatest joy, the greatest satisfaction, yes. the most energy. When you start doing what someone else is doing, you get exhausted because it's not in alignment with you. You do what is mm-hmm. alignment with you. You give energy. You're like, where did that energy come from? Like, I got energy on top mm-hmm. of energy on top of energy. And now also, it also could be part of my human design, the fact that I'm a generator. But <laughs> I definitely have went through times when I'm like, I'm not living on purpose. Like, I'm in a relationship and maybe I'm living the way they would want me to live. And I have had relationships like that. As a people pleaser, it's like, oh, well, I'm just mm-hmm. going to be agreeable and, you know, I'll be fine mm-hmm. and I'll little bit of what I want to do and, you know, live mm-hmm. with my parents. Okay. Whatever they need me to do. And it's just like, yeah, you know, how's that working? And usually it wasn't working very well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I can so relate. I can so relate. Yeah. Inspiring one another. I think although we are, you know, meant to be deeply tuned into what's true for us, our inner knowing, our connection to spirit, remembering that, like you said, we are also examples for one another and inspiring one another in doing that. And and that's part of that trickle, that, that trickle out into the collective, you know, when one person does it, it inspires us, you mm-hmm. know, others to do it. And I think that's so important and adds a, a little bit, even though, Inspiring yourself to do that should be enough, but inspiring others to do that, knowing that if you don't make that choice, you miss an opportunity to inspire someone else Mm -hmm. is just another layer of it too, you know? So I so love that you, you know, articulated that way because it's so important. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I have one last question for you and that is, Knowing what you know now about your spiritual journey, what advice would you give your younger self based on what you know now? I would just tell her to just like follow her heart, breathe, don't be afraid, do all the things that your soul desires. Do it all. Have fun. Yes. Rest, recover, and love. Just have a good time. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But I'm telling myself now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm telling myself. I know. We're always telling ourselves these things, you know. Uh-huh. I have been calling in more joy and excitement. So that definitely resonates with me. I think being a relatively new, you know, entrepreneur, I have a tendency to have like some Virgo in my chart few places to have a tendency to just like like that burger energy yes I have a tendency to like put my head down and just like all Mm -hmm. right let's let's do the things and um I'm learning to 
just experience life more in a very organic way. And I've noticed that when I do do that, I get just beautiful downloads in the midst of just being, of just letting myself be drawn to what I'm curious about and just having deep experiences that aren't me sitting down trying to make something happen. Yeah. And so that's been a really beautiful kind of deconditioning journey for me over the past couple of years. So Mm. yes, that really resonates so much. So thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And congratulations on just you being you and just being this continued bright light for so many people. Thank you so much. And before we hop, is there anything that you are currently working on or have coming up that you'd like to share that you're able to share, you know, with our listeners, uh, feel free to absolutely I'm so excited. We have the impeccable listening online course with Queen of Fua. Queen of Fua is my spiritual mother. She is a divine holistic matrix when it comes to health and well-being. And really when I started listening and following the breath, it took impeccable listening in order to walk this path that I've taken. And even though it hasn't been a perfect path, mm-hmm. tuning back into that voice and, and following the guidance of listening and, and what a lot of things that Queen of Fua shares in this course of impeccable listening, it will help people really get clarity on what they should do and how they should do it. And I think we've been needing this. We need guidance on how to spiritually tap in. And I think she's done a great job on the impeccable listening Mm -hmm. book. And so I decided to produce a course with her and that is coming out very, very, very soon. Actually sign up for the wait list now. Um, That link is in my bio. That link is on my website. Um, under Koya Web on Instagram and then KoyaWeb.com. And I'm just really excited about that because she is, she's again, my spiritual mother. That's amazing. She's helped me heal with her first, her first book, you know, on health and longevity and just see myself as a healing matrix and not be afraid to lean into those spiritual powers of healing and, and well-being. And so I'm really excited to have this production with her. Um, that's out now. That sounds incredible. We're going to link to that in the show notes as well. So I'll just, I'll make sure I go find that so that people Mm -hmm. can easily, um, yeah, if if you feel called, like sign up for the wait list and wow, that sounds amazing. (laughs) That's super exciting. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And it's really exclusive. We have 11 women. And so we're going to have a retreat in October. Oh, wow. 11 women. So that's exciting. Wow. That's so exciting. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to look into it myself. (laughs) You will love it. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And just being with her is just when you're with someone who's Mm -hmm. done so much work on themselves and so much work in the world, and she's Mm -hmm. like not only a, a mother herself, but she's like a divine mother of the world. Every time I'm around her, I feel elevated. And just to be in that energy mm-hmm. for two or three days is going to be, it's, it's just mm-hmm. always, always even filming the production every day. I was just in, in gratitude um, and my life has mm-hmm. been so blessed since. And so again, divine alignment, when you are in alignment 
with what is meant next for you, it, it flows and you feel it and it just feels so good. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop, you know, unless you allow the distractions to overwhelm you or the blocks to, yeah. you know, block the path. It just, it does, it does keep flowing even with the hard times. So yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait to you check it out. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love all of this. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm excited for people to look into it and, and look on the site and hopefully participate in that just expansive journey. It sounds amazing. So thank you so much. Oh my gosh, Koya, this has been such an incredible (laughs) conversation. Thank you again for just lending your beautiful light and energy to the podcast, to our listeners who I know will be expanded by this conversation. So I'm just in deep appreciation for you making the time to do this. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a good rest of your day. And thank you for being incredible. Thank you for creating this podcast and all the beauty that you pour into others. I see you. I feel you. And I appreciate you. Thank you, Koya. That means a lot. Thank you. (laughs) Hey, thanks so much for listening to my spiritual friends from Worthy Well. If you enjoyed the conversation, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Shelby Renee Giles. And to check out Worthy Well's latest events and offerings, visit our website at worthywell.co. Until next time, journey well.